Welcome to Rooted and Robust Podcast. Hello everyone, this is Rooted and Robust Podcast. My name is Ozioma Anyoji and I am back again this week with another episode. Today we will talk about money. And I have an accountant on the show, of course. <laughs> he's not just an accountant, right? So he's also a TED speaker. He's an author. He's a coach. He is a whole lot of things. And amazingly, he is joining me today from the beautiful country of Kenya. Yes. <laughs> I have Robert Bell on the show with me today. He's going to be taking us on money and emotions. Money and emotions. Well, we want to look at the emotions behind our money habits. You know, how does our emotions affect our spending, our investments, and maybe our earnings even. I don't know. But we will learn all of that today. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you for joining me on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Ozioma. I am happy to be here. Um, I'm excited to talk to everyone. Yeah, we are excited to have you and we are ready to learn we are ready to learn money and emotions is interesting topic (laughs) very interesting (laughs) so let me go from the beginning you know i mean you're a ted speaker you're an author you're a coach an accountant an entrepreneur but that's not all i know that for sure I know that's not all. So <laughs> let us in on the remaining part of Robert. Let's meet you properly. So I, my name is Robert Bell and I am a hopeless dreamer. That's oh. how I describe wow. myself. <laughs> wow. Um, Ozioma, you're asking me what else about me. There, there, yes. Of course, there's a lot more. Um, but the best way for me to describe myself is that I'm a hopeless dreamer. I... I just can't stop dreaming. I believe in dreams. I chase after dreams or dreams chase after me, I should say. Uh, And I I work to manifest dreams. I like to create things. I like to create structures, help people, policies, anything around that area. So I'm a hopeless dreamer. I describe myself with three main pillars that everything that I do can fall under. One, I'm a champion of creativity. Two, I am an ambassador of wellness. And three, I'm a pursuer of excellence. Wow. What you work you give me to do, no matter what I do, I'll always champion creativity. Plus ambas- be an ambassador for wellness for us to take care of either mental health, physical health, spiritual health, emotional health, which to me. And then I will pursue excellence. I will do whatever my hands find to do, I will do it to the best of my ability. If you mm-hmm. Give me to sweep the streets, I will find a creative way to do it and I'll do it well. If you make me usher people, I will do that. So that's that's who I am. Wow. Wow. What what a way to describe you. <laughs> wow. I love <laughs> I love that. Welcome on the show. Glad to really have you. I don't really know how, but I know that somehow we I don't know how it's I don't know if it's wired in our brains or where, I don't know, but no matter what you do, money has to somehow be a part of it. If you're 
you know, you're shopping or you are whatever. It's money is always at the center of it all, right? So, but then how is our emotions intertwined in this money habits of ours? Of course, that's what you're going to help us understand today. So the floor is yours. Take us on, on money and emotions because me, I have my paper and my pen ready to learn. <laughs> All right. I also have my paper and my pen because yeah. I need to also wow. learn. Okay. Also, <laughs> also. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's talk about money and emotions. It's it's something we don't normally associate together. We don't oh. normally talk about money and emotions. And for most of us who are listening, uh, coming from an African setting, yeah, we don't necessarily talk about money openly. Uh, we don't talk about our emotions openly. Openly. And and so because we don't do that, we don't learn to develop the skill. Mm. We don't learn how to interact with money, and we also don't learn to interact with emotions. Then we also don't understand how money and emotions go together. Mm. You know, um, money uh, is life, but life is not money. Wow, I, I'll say that. Mm. You know, so so money. You, you know, you said it at the start, Osioma, that. Whatever we're doing in life, money somehow money is involved, and let's not yeah. fool ourselves. Yes, <laughs> we need money to survive in the life oh, we're we living. Do. Unless we you do. want to live in isolation and plant your own your own goods, right? Um, eat your own food, you'll be isolated. So money is life, but life is not money, and that means that you need money to live a good life. You need money to to live whatever life you want to live even if it's a life of a minimalist you still need money yeah or you need an understand let me say you need an understanding of money you need how to manage money because some people say i want to live a very simple minim- minimalistic life it doesn't mean that you are pro- you are immune to start to wastage you can live a simple life but you're wasting a lot of money you're wasting a lot of time sure but getting money doesn't necessarily mean you will have a good life Mm-hmm. I hope you're following me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I mean that money is life, but life is not money. In other words, you know, money doesn't spend itself. So having money doesn't just automatically give you a good life. Mm-hmm. We, we know a lot of people have money, but because they don't know what to do with the money and how to spend the money, then they end up not living the life they want to live. And the life you want to live is a life aligned to your purpose, a life that will bring, of course, satisfaction, joy, and service to others. Yes. That's you know think of that question. I always ask my coaching clients: If you were to be given a million dollars right now, what would you do? Mm-hmm. You know, how would you spend it? Because money doesn't spend itself. You know, if if you and I both have a million dollars, we can live totally different lives. Yeah, totally different lives. Why is that so? And this is where money and emotions come in. <clears throat> you know, Azioma, you can you can go three weeks without food mm-hmm. all right uh you can go three weeks w- w- without food yes you can go three days without water you know mm-hmm. scientifically after three days without water you dehydrate you can you can you can you know get into serious issues yeah you can go three minutes without taking a breath mm-hmm. you know people who can hold their breath i do a lot of swimming you can up to three minutes but you can't three seconds without thinking you can't your brain is always processing thoughts when it comes to emotion emotions come because there was a thought whatever emotion you feel is based on a thought Mm -hmm. if you touch something hot you will say ouch you know it will burn you yeah no it only burns you and you only feel the pain because 
your neurons and your neural circuitry will send a message to your brain and tell your brain this is painful remove yeah. your hand right so there's thoughts you know emotions follow thoughts now you might ask me okay so why would i feel sad when i i have not thought about sad thoughts we have the conscious mind the subconscious mind and the non-conscious mind mm -hmm. your subconscious is always working actually your subconscious is 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 account is responsible for almost 80 to 90 percent of what you do yeah. not your conscious mind so you may think you've not thought about something sad but you're feeling sad because of a, a, a non a subconscious thought mm -hmm. you scroll through social media you see everyone posting travel videos travel this i'm here you know i'm all over the place first class private jet um. you if you're not careful subconsciously your brain is starting to think well if i compare with my life Hey, my mm. life sucks yeah so you start feeling sad and you have no idea why you're feeling sad mm -hmm. you know we're still going to talk about emotional money but i'm building up this is why now when it comes to spending money and you go shopping you say i want to go shopping because i'm feeling sad why are you feeling sad you don't really know <laughs> or you're using money to try and make you feel happier money doesn't spend itself and you know growing up when you become an adult you realize money is gotten because provided value money you go to work you do your job you get paid that's the value you've created you business service you get paid mm -hmm. you start a podcast people listen you advertise you get paid right mm -hmm. money money is an exchange of value yeah yeah now if we're not clear on the value we provide to life we end up then wasting a lot of money because we don't think we have we don't value our own lives. So you find people who are spendthrifts, people who like spending, who like shopping. They don't, they, they've not come to the point. Let me not say they've not. Um, they may be struggling with the point of seeing value in their life. Mm -hmm. Someone who highly values themselves, you'll find really wastes a lot of money. Think about the times when you have spent money foolishly, because we all do it. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Right? We all do. We do. It usually you're chasing some kind of value and that value could be validation from friends yeah you know something you know you're chasing some sort of value money doesn't spend itself and a lot of us are what i will call a financial sinners you know we have been <laughs> sinning with our money and we need to confess we need to confess yeah, and repent about how we have been spending our money mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but when I get a bit more practical now, Ozioma, going back again to what we said, money doesn't spend itself. What I discovered by being an accountant and working with people with, um, you know, looking at their books, personal finances or in their business, mm -hmm. that how we spend our money is a direct reflection of how we feel about ourselves or what we think about ourselves. Wow. It's direct correlation. I've seen it over and over. So let's take, for example, someone who likes saving. So if you like saving, it's usually because you've had what we call a, some sort of money trauma. You've had trauma around money where you have lived without, you know what it is to live without food, without shoes, yeah. you know, you, you know what it is. And because you have not healed from that trauma, in other words, in quotation marks, you have not dealt with the emotion behind that experience. Mm -hmm. In other words, you've not seen the value that experience has given in you and what you can learn you'll end up saving every coin you'll end mm -hmm. up saving every coin because you don't want to get yourself into that situation again so even though you've become very well you've gotten a great job or your business has grown you still want to save every single coin 
because you don't you've not just appreciated the value you can bring to life mm. so you don't want to let go because you're not sure how you'll get money again mm-hmm. now it could be the opposite someone could have grown up in the same situation they didn't have shoes you know one meal a day and then you find now they want to give everything away yeah because <laughs> on the opposite end of it the people they saw with money they found they thought those people were mean Mm. they were denied many times they could remember seeing their parents asking for money asking for help They're for denied. their school fees mm. they were denied and denied and denied so now i am not going to deny anyone and i see this a lot in african settings you know you make it you go to the city you go to lagos or to nairobi or johannesburg you get yeah. a good job and your relatives in the village call you mm. and you somehow just can't say no you know mm-hmm. you just can't say no you find yourself spending and sending and sending and i am not saying we should not send money to our relatives to our family people in need yeah. because we were once there but you must have a point where you can cut off where you can say all right this is enough but we feel when we do that what we're doing is that we're trying to heal our former self we're trying mm. to appease our ourselves when we were younger going back to that question of value we're we're trying to give ourselves value by fixing someone else's life mm. then number 2 number 2 what we're doing is that we know when if we don't look at the emotions around our money habits or use our money habits to understand our emotions because you can do it both ways around mm-hmm. you can end up enabling people you know there's a difference between helping relatives helping friends helping enabling church friends them. <laughs> then enabling them mm-hmm. you know enabling is trying to change someone's behavior mm-hmm. and you cannot ozioma you cannot change someone's behavior just by helping them mm-hmm. if you're going to help help for a particular situation but if you continuously help and get to the point of enabling you're enabling a particular behavior to continue because you're trying to stop it mm-hmm. i'll i'll pause there I, that, that's a lot for us to digest yeah a lot <laughs> exactly <laughs> Wow. Oh my god. Let's talk about earning. Uh earning is is that particularly why some people want to take on many jobs and some people are satisfied with maybe just one. Does that also have to do with some of the emotions they've gone through or is it something else, you know? Cuz we we we've dealt with um spending now. But then I'm thinking about okay, so making the money itself, how does emotions come to play? in that regards that is a great question ozioma let's look at the other side of the coin uh-huh. the other side of the of the sh- of the profit and loss account <laughs> <laughs> exactly let's, let, let's look let's look at the the other side of our bank statement now you remember what i said about values yeah so your when it comes to how we see money or how we treat money it's in re- direct relation to the values in our lives mm. or what we call rel- relative values okay Let's say one of your values is accumulation. You want to accumulate and build a legacy and build. Mm-hmm. You will find that you will value investing in money, right? You will value starting a business. You will value going for higher education, doing an, a certification so that you can earn more money because mm-hmm. you value growth. Mm-hmm. You understand? You value yeah. accumulating. Mm-hmm. This is why people who start a business um start a business because they want to provide value they value that they can provide value and be paid for it mm. they value that i can do this job you find someone who maybe studied chemistry is doing something else because they value 
what we call transferable skills. They see the value in what I've learned here. I can apply it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we'll see people say, look, I don't want to, I'm comfortable with my job. I don't want to start a business. And a lot of times we may just say that person is fearful. Uh, yes, they, a fear is the emotion. But the real issue behind the fear is that they don't see the value they can provide. Mm. It's not just fear. Yeah. When someone does, it, it, it has a, you know, you, you, I'm sure you've had a friend who does something good. And you're like, oh, you should turn this into a business. Yeah. Right? It's, <laughs> it's not just fear. They're like, no, no, no. I, I just like to do it on the yeah. side. You True. know, it's not just fear. The issue there is that the value of building something, the value of of on, of waiting for something to mature, or what you call the planting and waiting and harvesting, you mm-hmm. know, understanding that whole cycle is low on their list of values. So imagine you have a list of values, one to ten, right? Yeah. That value of accumulation is low. They value perhaps exchanging time for money. Mm. So when you look at your list of values, that is what will directly affect your earning potential. Because people have ideas. We live in a knowledge society. You can make money from almost anything. You can make money on TikTok, you know, doing TikTok videos. (laughs) (laughs) You can make money just laughing. Maybe you have a signature laugh and, (laughs) you know, know, and then people will pay you for it. Because people who do these things and creative type work is because they've they, they see themselves or their life as having some sort of value they first value themselves mm. and in their relative mix of value they say look i know i can produce something i know i can come up with something so it's, it's about understanding the values we have in life and i'll tell you something Ozioma. all of our values most of our values i should say are copied values mm. Wow. Many times we don't take time to intentionally build values. Hmm. How do you deal with money? How do you deal with work? Well, you grew up seeing your parents work. So that's what you know. You saw them working hard. They lived a good life. They took you to school. So that's the value you adopted. You adopted it and you're like, I will do that. Yeah. Right. Regardless of how the economy is going, how life is going, your own skills. Or maybe you grew up seeing your parents running business. Some have failed, some succeeded. Some failed, some succeeded. So you adapt the value of resilience, Mm. right? You adapt that value of resilience. And that now will affect how you view money, how you view earning money. Closely tied to that, because I know you have a question coming up. Closely tied (laughs) to that now is is about asking. You know, asking, you know, or demanding or expecting. Sometimes we want to earn a lot more money, but we don't have the expectation. Mm. We don't know how to ask for the money. You know, someone who is in business, for example, knows how to ask for money because they're like, look, I know I should be paid this amount of money. I know the value that I have created. All right. So the value then of understanding how to expect, you know, expectation is is, is a value. I expect to, to in one year from now to have a better life than I have now. Uh-huh. So I'll do things today that will help my life become better tomorrow. Hmm. Wow. You, you are talking about value and the moment you mentioned that most of the values we have are adopted, like I felt that's actually very true. <laughs> that's really true. But then that brings me to my question. Um, like, you, like you already said, we grew up seeing people uh, around us do something and it just sticks in our subconscious mind and we grow up and we start doing same. Now, when when that becomes even some of the hab- money habits that we have, we picked it up somehow, somewhere. 
Now, how do we begin to cultivate a different money habit? And um, what's that process like? If, if, for instance, I grew up to know that my parents don't ever spend except it's Christmas, and now I'm grown, <laughs> and now I'm grown, and I'm like, I'm trying to battle that that habit. How do I begin? What's the process like? Trying to, you know, form a new way of spending money, of seeing money, and even growing a different emotions, you know, around money. How do I do that? Because that's like a place where so many people are, you know. You want to do something, but you don't know why you are not really doing it. But you feel like you should be doing this, you know. So how do we begin to cultivate a different habit around money? Great. That's a great question. Now we get into some solutions. Yeah. How to change things? Because this is, you know, this podcast is about getting solutions, you know, root, you know, giving us good roots so that we can grow. Yeah. So when we want to change our money habits, um, as I said, the first step is to look at the values that we have. What do we value? So, and it's just like what you said, a lot of us value what we learned from our parents, whether we know it or not. Yeah. You know how hard it is to break away from something that you've learned growing up. True. It's extremely difficult. Now, this applies for generally almost anything in life, but not specifically when it comes to money. You then have to accept that however well-intended your parents were, they are not the only source of money. Many of us, the only source of money we have, or money knowledge, I should say, is, is what we saw growing up. Yeah. So one is being intentional about expanding our sources and knowledge of money. Understanding how does money really work? How does money affect me? And this is why I did my TED Talk. You know, So millions of people can get access to that information for free. Mm-hmm. And in the TED Talk, I said, start writing down how you spend your money, right? Not what you spend your money on. You notice Whoa. what I said? How you spend oh. your money. Wow. Yes. That means, right, you note down that today I bought this when I didn't plan for it. So you do a budget and you realize (laughs) I'm spending things that I don't plan to spend. Then you investigate. Why am I spending these things that I don't plan to spend? Because when you plan, as your man, you have money, you budget. When you budget, you're so mature. You're such an adult. You know, we are ready. We're like, you know, you're well-intended. But when yep. we spend, we become children. <laughs> you know, we become children who want Anything sweets. and everything. <laughs> Anything and everything. So looking at how you're spending the money will help us to understand what childlike behavior do we need to start correcting. Oh, yeah. You see, I can't just tell you start doing one, two, three, four, right? Because you need to know what is affecting you at an individual level. Mm-hmm. If I tell you start doing a budget, start saving, we're still not fixing the issue, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to see... How we are spending and and like, yes, the root, yes. How we're spending and also how we are earning. How am I earning my money? Because that's what you said. How am I earning my money? Am I earning it based on what I studied? Or am I earning money based on my skills and based on my passion? You know, how am I earning things before we even get to the amount? Mm. Number two step, I would say to start correcting. uh, Well, this is number three, because number one, I said expand your knowledge. And two, look at how you're spending your money. Right, number three is uh, confess of your financial sins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Confess that you don't know what you're doing, and when you confess you don't know what you're doing, you then say, "I need help." Mm. I think that, that is critical. 
many times we don't actually say look i need help understanding my money habits i need help for someone to guide me how does money actually work how much should i be saving you know and always when we get into amounts um how how do i do things what saving plans are there how do i invest what is investment um how how do people become rich how do people grow their business how you know how do all these things happen so you find out now okay this is what i need to do this is where i'll start learning information another way to look at our money habits is to track keep a record now not just of the how but how we're spending do a budget yeah you do a budget and a budget is not uh trying to figure out where your money went you know you do a budget before the money comes <laughs> it's a plan right yeah. you write down what do i want to achieve and it goes back again to the values what you want to achieve should be closely tied to your values True. what values am i upholding in my life right what values do i want to look at and many of us don't know what values do you really have in life some people say oh, i'm honest i'm hard working <laughs> yeah those those are those are good values but you need to be a bit more detailed for me i value freedom mm. i value freedom a lot so because i value freedom i want to be able to earn money that allows me a bit of freedom mm-hmm. which means working a 9 to 5 job will be a bit difficult yeah you see by doing that as you remember now we look at the emotions because if i'm not clear on the value because whether or not you 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 acknowledge your values they're there in your life they're, there. they're, they're there. all operated by values True. so imagine i go to work i'm in a 9 to 5 job and i value freedom but i don't know i value freedom i keep getting frustrated at work mm. i just I just don't you know that this is where the emotions come from. I feel mm-hmm. frustrated so I, I I end up even saving my money or sp- wasting my money. And that is how we identify the emotion. Whatever emotion you feel is tied to your value. And then you know oh. what emotions and then that's the next step I'm going to now. Your emotions are not directives. You don't have to obey your emotions. Your emotions are telling you something is not aligned. Okay. Something is wrong right emotions aren't bad they're not bad or good they're just telling you what is going on yeah like pointers so pay attention mm. they're pointers and that's a good way to change your money habits pay attention to how you know your your emotions around certain things not just the money itself but around life around work around relationships when if you have the emotion of feeling lonely you'll end up likely spending a lot of money on going out hanging out with friends pain for dinners for friends because you want to feel you know you you want to have connection yeah you, you understand so you look at the emotion and the habit every time you identify a habit in your life try and identify that emotion. emotion then when you identify that emotion dig deep and see where else do i feel this emotion mm yeah all connected where else in my life yeah where else in my life do i feel this particular emotion and name the emotion don't just say i feel sad try to be detailed i'm feeling you know let's go back to the example of you know wanting a lot of friends around i feel i feel isolated mm-hmm. right i feel isolated so because i feel isolated i notice i keep going every weekend i go out every weekend i go out because i want to surround myself i want to surround myself with people with friends when else do i feel isolated well i also feel isolated at work because I tend to have some ideas that no one else understands. Mm. You know, I feel like I'm the odd one out, but at work I just do what I need to do to fit in. So you start to look around that emotion of isolation. What is it trying to tell me? All right, it's telling me that I might need to take a risk to learn to be myself. Mm. I might need to spend a little more time and understand who I am. It could also mean Ozioma that 
when you feel isolated is because you fear spending time with yourself mm. maybe you have some maybe you have some secrets or some things that have happened that you don't want to face you don't oh. really want to face them yeah. you don't want to be alone but then when you're alone you say you feel isolated so you're feeling isolated but it's because you're trying to avoid having to look at your own issues so i want True. to surround myself with friends this mm. year we just got there this year mm-hmm. we just got there <laughs> wow. and then you look you look you look at your bank account you realize i spend a lot of money on 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 going out and then you work backwards to see what are these emotions by doing mm. that now you can correct it and say all right when i feel isolated instead of spending money to go out with my friends i'm going to take 30 minutes just 30 minutes or even 10 and write down write a letter to myself Mm. write a letter to myself and every time I do that the money I would have spent going out I'm going to take that money and put it into a saving mm. so you actually spend it you spend it but you're spending it in the right, right. in a different direction yeah. you're cha- you're slowly trying to change your habit again you know it's all correlated because now you say this is the value I want to start saving more so every time I save money from going out I identify the emotion I will take how much I would have spent and put it into saving because now as human beings we work on rewards yeah. we, we work on our rewards so reward yourself for that change of behavior mm. that's like saying well done <laughs> yes yes you're giving yourself a thumbs up you know wow it's not a work in the park but it's a worthy investment when you try to deal with the issue Because I think like mm-hmm. you mentioned we all run away from problems even the ones that concern us the ones that we have to deal with ourselves we we tend to run away <laughs> and everybody wants the easy way out because dealing with especially when it has to do with yourself you know sitting down and working it out with yourself and dealing with the issue yourself it's always something we want to avoid but then that is where the issue lie if we can handle it see how we went backwards you know identify mm-hmm. the issue then trace it backwards to okay this is what i need to start doing there we started working forward wow that is really <laughs> it's so amazing <laughs> oh my god all right at what points right in in one's financial journey um should a financial advisor be contacted right so um because sometimes we tend to call on professionals like you when is it that we have money problems like there is no money <laughs> or we we have a lot of money and we were trying to manage it all so but then at what point exactly is it right to contact um, a professional like you is it at a point when you're getting into making money you know that's early stage of your financial journey or is there the points where you think okay i'm 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 a bit comfortable now so let me let me call on on these professional people and see how they guide me to the next level all right so at what point exactly should we call on you people <laughs> yeah that's a good question that's a very good question because we live in a knowledge society there's a lot of free information available on youtube and different places where experts such as myself we share our knowledge mm-hmm. uh, so the best or the, the time to call in a professional is when you have decided you are ready to deal with a professional it's not necessarily when you have this amount of money when you're in financial problems is is when you have made the decision in your mind mm-hmm. i want someone to assist me right mm-hmm. 
two it's also good to call in a professional when you have an a bit of an idea where you want to go okay. right what do you want to achieve because the first thing the financial advisor will ask you is what do you want to achieve mm-hmm. you know or what are your problems so you need a bit of clarity either on your problems or what you want to achieve because i hear some some listeners who might be saying i don't even know what i want to achieve i just yeah. know that how point. i'm living i need yeah. to change it you know <laughs> exactly. that's that's also a good point that's also a good point because if you're not clear as to why you need help then it will be difficult to find the right help mm. so some people may have said look i called in a financial advisor and they didn't help me they just told me save 10% do this do that they didn't help me right because you may not have been too clear on what type of help you need yeah. so understanding do you want help in calculating and understanding how much to save how much to invest how much to do this or do you need help to for an accountability partner to keep you accountable to save right mm-hmm. or do you need help in understanding a bit more about money or do you need help in you've gotten a good job you're now a manager and you want to know how to handle this new found cash or do you need help because you're always out of cash um in one of our newspapers here in 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 Kenya there's a column where they talk about financial woes where people write in and and they're very specific that column or that that section in the newspaper is for people who you're making money but it just keeps disappearing yeah so you explain you write and you give the details uh, of course anonymously i earn this amount of money uh these, these are my expenses this is where i live um i have seven siblings etc and then the guy responds and says this 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 because the type of help they want is to put in better structures mm. so call in the financial professional have a little spend a little bit of time and understand what kind of help now i hear you because you're not a professional you may not know the kind of help you yeah. might want yeah. right even, even if you're not so clear at least just by talking to someone free at what look you can watch youtube channels interact with some professionals blogs and then you might get an idea of of what you want to do it's never too early to get a financial involved and i hear some people i hear you you might be like hey, it's a bit expensive it's a bit costly so at that point you need to then say let me get at least as much free information i can get and then put a commitment that when after 3 months i will now get the 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 professional i will save some money to get the professional to help me mm. wow i i think it starts from understanding first that it's time to get help <laughs> it's time to get help then yes. you you cannot start because even going on the free youtube free books free resources is because you first of all identified the fact that these things are important to me so let me go get them because those materials are out there and some people don't even know they need them <laughs> right so it starts with you identifying first of all that okay i need this money knowledge so let me go find it wherever it is if i can afford the professionals at least i can afford a free youtube video <laughs> right so wrapping it all up let's uh, touch a bit on investments right there are so many information out there about investing money some say 10 some say 20 some say 30 some say what um, my god <laughs> so now till on um investment and of course we've been dealing with emotions all of this while what will you say about investment especially because you're you're, you're talking to a uh, 
diverse people on this platform. Some people are starting out in their, in their journey, financial journey. Some people are comfortable and, of course, the advice will be on different bases. But generally, really, what will you say about investments? How should we engage investment portfolios? Yeah, that's great. That's a great question. I also struggled with that when I was starting out my financial knowledge, you know, how much percent. Mm-hmm. And I, I I advise to get away from such questions because those are ideals. And sometimes we set marks or targets ourselves that just put unnecessary pressure. Very sure. Yeah. The, the, the best I'd advice for investment is to start small and grow consistently okay start with something that you can be consistent with mm. let me tell you don't do not deny the value of saving even one naira mm. if you can't save one naira a day it's difficult for you to save ten thousand naira a month Mm. So build the habit. With investment, you want to build the habit of investment, depending on where you are in your journey. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nothing called an ideal investment. This is the best investment. There's nothing like that. Okay. Because it really depends on what you're trying to achieve. It depends on what your goal is. What is your goal? And your investment appetite will change as you develop, as you mature, as you grow. Mm. Right? It's like asking me, what is the best phone? Now, I can tell you the best phone based on features, but mm-hmm. is it the right phone for you? For you, yeah. So the best, when it comes to investment, is the same thing. The best is not necessarily right for you. Do you want investment in foreign currency? Do you want it in dollars? Do you want it here? You know, ETC. So start small. Start very small if you've already started and then slowly take on, you know, expand your 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 options. Yeah. Do something that is consistent. Oftentimes, we're not consistent when it comes to investing. But before you even get to investing, Azioma, I would say save. Mm. Save. Don't jump into investing if you've not started to develop the discipline of saving. Mm-hmm. Like some advice I give young people who have just started working, maybe less than five years, start saving, you know, a, a certain amount, minimum, minimum 5%, minimum, at least. If you want to look at numbers, minimum 5% of it. Why about 5%? Because generally, especially across Africa, our inflation usually hits around 7, 8, you know, depending on where you are. At least try to get 5%, right? Try to save 5%. Then once you've saved that consistently for a while, then you can start using that money to invest. Okay. So invest from your savings. Don't invest from your salary. Salary. Your salary can go tomorrow. Invest from a source a little sustainable. Develop that discipline. And then when you find investment maybe is not working out, you can pull back. At least you have something to fall back on. So Mm. start small and incrementally grow. Try different ones and don't put all your eggs in one basket, as they say. Don't put all your investing into land. Don't put Mm. all your investment into cryptocurrency. Don't put all your investment into whatever it is, you know. (laughs) Diversify, Diversify your investment and have... A specific objective so i have a i have goals that i want to achieve with this investment i bought bonds or stocks because i'm trying to achieve this mm-hmm. particular goal to help me buy maybe a car i am investing in this because i want to build a house so mm-hmm. be clear on your objective mm. be clear be clear start small then grow 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 <laughs> oh lord i love this well <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, Robert. It's been an amazing session with you today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I am sure you've you've got value. I'm sure you have enough information to work with. 
And I am sure you got so much, so much, so much information right now. We talked so much about your values, value, 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 value. And of course, we touched on savings and wrapped it up with investments. This has been Rooted and Robust Podcast. And of course, my name is Uzioma Anyoji. I will come your way again next week with another episode. So have a beautiful week. Bye-bye.